the Women Unleashed podcast. Join us as we share with you the confronting, fun, wild, fucked up, epic and raw side of being a woman in today's world. Come along on our journey as we dive deeply into what makes us tick and how we create our lives. Nothing is off limits. Welcome back to episode five Yay. of the Women Unleashed podcast. This is Britt and Taylor. And today we are, we've reached the, the finale of the Eating Disorder series. How exciting is that? I know, it's awesome. I'm looking forward to it. I'm really pumped about this episode. Yeah, I've been looking forward to this episode too because it's my favourite. Like, <laughs> like I get to share about all the cool stuff that I learned. Yeah, it's, and... a, good, it's a good bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let's uh, let's dive on in. Yes. So I've got a few questions for you, Britt. Um, the first one is now at the end of the last episode, you kind of touched on how you started sharing with people about what was really going on for you. Mm. Um, and I think sometimes people may not know what that looks like or may be discouraged. I guess how did you get the um, courage to share? And what did what did it look like for you? Was it really specific or did you just share what's on your mind at the time okay yes there was a structure to the sharing um in the course that i was doing uh the self-expression and leadership program uh you look at like how you're being inauthentic in life Mm. so what was i pretending um when in fact what was actually going on um in reality and so i just shared with people that you know, I pretend that I'm this uh, really fit and healthy person when, in fact, I'm not. I binge eat and throw up mm. and have been doing that for the last 10 years. And I am creating the possibility of being, I think it was like, beautiful and healthy or healthy and strong, like mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. being authentically healthy. I think that yeah. was what I created at the yeah, time. Yeah, awesome. Um, and so I've... You know, I rang, I shared with the friends in the, the program. I rang my family. I shared this that same conversation with yep. them. Um, and just, I shared it with my bosses at work, actually. Oh, wow. And I'd only just been working there for about three months. Um, so, yeah, but I had to I had to share that with people. Yeah, that's amazing. It's, it yeah. takes a lot of, you're very brave sharing it, you know, mm. um, especially when you've kind of, and like you shared about your childhood, you know, you, you got used to just bottling things up, which is kind of what you did with um, the eating disorder. So yeah. having to get all of that out after 10 years would have been, a, it's a big deal. Mm. Yeah, it is. It is a big deal. And how did you find the responses? I, I mean, you did touch on this in the last episode, but just maybe touch on a little bit again this episode just to remind people what was the response like when you did share like that people were so generous with their love and support of me it's just incredible i did not expect it at all Mm. i thought i was going to be judged no we do love you brit yeah (laughs) (laughs) thanks taylor uh yeah they were just really great with me Mm. yeah awesome So, um, so you've shared that you've done some courses, the landmark courses, Mm -hmm. uh, a few of them. Now, did you get, um, or did you seek other professional help, 
um, yeah. assistance yeah. with this? And I guess was it um, more specific to eating disorders or was it any type of professional help as well? Mm, mm. So what I did was I went and saw a psychologist through the EAP service at my um, employer and like I, I think I only went like three or four times okay because the shift in my behavior was so dramatic within the space of about three or four months that in that like I just didn't need to go see her anymore at that point in time mm. like I just life was great you know and there was still heaps for me to work on but at that point in time yeah I, I saw her for about three or four sessions and just really just kind of gave her an update like as to how things were going um, in my life I didn't really do any therapy per se mm. um, but what what actually made the difference was the in the people that I shared it with there was three people um, that I made an agreement with or that offered um, and you were one of them. Yes, was, I remember now. Yes, I was. I was just going to say, where are you going with this? Yeah. <laughs> but I remember, yes. Yes. We uh, did. Where the agreement was that if I wanted to binge or throw up or had done it or was in the middle of it, that I could call you mm. to interrupt that pattern and yep. interrupt that habit. And um, that was so incredible. Like the first time I called uh, one of my friends, I again I thought they were going to judge me but they were just super great with me and I just had to practice doing that to interrupt myself Mm. yeah and uh eventually it was like I didn't want to let you guys down either you know Mm. like a bit of accountability too yeah you're all on my team and rooting for me and you don't make me wrong even when I did a silly thing and even though I knew I shouldn't um and that just it just really made such a difference and sometimes I would have to call all three of you and to get mm. through to one person you know that takes yeah. something yeah it does especially when you're in it you yeah. know you really thinking about it and is awful but also like when you're starting the process maybe mm. starting that binge process of you've already started it would mm. it would be a lot it takes a lot for you to snap yeah. And go, nope. <laughs> yeah. No, this is not what I want to call, be. Call, call, call. Yeah. I, I was walking through Sydney Airport and yes. I, yeah, I had that, that. That was one of the places where I would usually go, like, milling around for, like, cool right. snacks and stuff. But um, a bit of boredom there, too, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I called you and I was like, so this is what's happening. Yeah. Yes, I do. I do remember that call and we didn't. It wasn't even like you needed to get into detail or I needed to give you advice or like help you. It's just like you just needed to get it out that that is what was going on for you to kind of stop it. It wasn't like we needed to really get stuck in and like dive deep. Be be coached or (laughs) anything like that. It was just a conversation. Yeah, it was like this is how I feel right now and I'm about to and I'm calling you so that I don't do this instead. (laughs) Yes, yes. Yeah. Amazing that, you know, I think sometimes we make it so much more complicated. Yeah. Yeah, because accountability structure, like maybe people go, oh, I don't want to be accountable Mm. whatever. Just phone a friend, man. (laughs) Just phone a friend. Yeah. (laughs) Like, who wants to be a millionaire? (laughs) The phone a friend option. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, 
so yeah that's that's what really did it um in those initial stages and mm. so i started sharing with people in november of Jan- Jan- november november of january <laughs> great one brit uh, uh november 2019 <laughs> we got it out and we got it out <laughs> by january 2020 was the last time i put my fingers down my throat and perched Whoa, congratulations. Thank you. Thank That's you. very good. That's so, awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. And it's what? So it's much. where nearly April 2022. Yes, yeah, so over two years. Um, and it wasn't that like, okay, January was, I was done with it. Like I was fully recovered. No. I mm. wasn't. Um, but it's just that behavior stopped. There was still probably like a handful of binges within the next 12 months after yeah. that um, of like, like epic proportion um but yeah like that was that's a, that's awesome i can't even i could struggle to comprehend that that's the person i was mm, yeah and let's put this in perspective you were doing it for 10 years yeah. 10 years you were doing the binging and the purging and what within two three, three months, months you yeah. had well not completely had it gone but you had it under control yeah there was and no it was more a purging completely different life yeah. for you yeah so what was that like, living without the need to purge every time you binged? Um, it was a – I knew there was another way to deal with it. It was still a little bit like, oh, okay, it's been six months. Okay, it's been mm. ten months. And when it got to a year, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, wow, okay. Like, When's it coming back? Was there well, a bit of that? Or when um, is it going to happen? Probably, yeah, in the first sort of six or 12 months. And then mm. when I got to – 12 months I was like okay okay like I, I'm doing life like this mm-hmm. good job and believed in yourself yeah you believed you could do it yeah. really did and had people who believed in me around mm. me uh, which is is a big part of it yeah you definitely need um the right people in your corner especially when you're going thing, through things like that right yeah yeah so <clears throat> you know it's two years on since you have stopped purging mm-hmm. and 12 months, I'd say, from the binging, which is what you've kind of just yeah. shared, yeah. around 12 months. Um, what – is there stuff that you still find triggers you even now or do you believe – 100%. Yeah. Yep. So uh, I still uh, am living a life where I'm out of my comfort zone. Mm. So with that comes emotions – Yes. And learning how to process those emotions. So in the last two years, I have um, discovered how to and learnt how to let emotions sit in my body when they arise, Mm -hmm. Um, learn how to actually like distinguish them. Mm -hmm. So when I started sharing with people, my awareness of my behaviour grew and grew and grew and grew and for instance like what it looked like on the court is uh i would be back at my desk eating the food that i just bought at woolies that i wasn't hungry for and didn't need because i'd already had lunch and it was about mid-afternoon um and shoving it down my face and then the next time i did that i'd be in woolies going oh now that i find myself here (laughs) and i'd be like all right well maybe you could just make a better choice here Mm. um and so i'd do that a few times and then i would find myself 
becoming conscious as I was walking across the road to Woolies. Going, mm. all right, I could probably turn around now. I don't need to yeah. go into Woolies. So you, so you kind of caught yourself, you know, later in the phase and then it got earlier and earlier as you are catching yourself and that's, I guess, how you've been able to stop doing those things. Yeah, yeah, because one day, I, like that, when I stopped on this, the, the closest side of the road to me, <laughs> um, I went, oh, I've got these, like, sensations in my chest. What are they about? Mm. You know, and some people would say it's like the, what they call anxiety. Yep. And um, I remember speaking to someone who was assisting me. They're not a, a mental health professional, but they've dealt with a lot of um, uh, mental disorders and challenges. Um, and, yeah, I was like, what is this thing in my chest? Like, oh, my gosh. And then I learnt and became aware that whenever I was, like, confronted or didn't want to do something or had a fear of um, looking bad or not looking smart enough that's when those sensations would mm. arise so you got the what was attached to sorry the thoughts that were attached to the feeling as well so yeah. you kind of you got to discover all of it together because sometimes you know I know for myself I get a feeling in my body and I'm like what is going on? Like, where did this come from? So mm. you kind of have to s recall what was that thought or what, like what's going on here to make this happen? Mm. And and maybe share a little bit more because you were talking about, you know, testing out your body and understanding that. So that is the process you're kind of sharing there, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it, it just, oh, I'm so blown away by, by how that happened you know like just the, the process of stopping yourself earlier mm. and earlier and earlier mm. um and early enough to even know when the where the feeling in the body started which would have probably started the whole process really oh is, completely yeah, yeah because there's an emotion and if you don't um like do some breathing or mm -hmm. let out a cry or let out a scream or let out whatever's there then it was going to stay there and then you're going to develop a, a habit to not feel that because it's uncomfortable you know and as a human being you're actually supposed to feel stuff mm. like if you don't you're numb and you're not alive <laughs> <laughs> yeah which you you know you've shared that the, f the eating and the purging were actually part of making yourself numb right yeah the eating like I would eat when I was had a happy emotion mm. or when I had a sad emotion. Mm. So, yeah, I couldn't deal with the, the extremes. So the I just feelings. wanted to stay in the middle. So do you, do you find some of these feelings were actually foreign to you? Yeah. It really, like, actually, um, when you broke it down, because obviously you started it being in Woolworths mm. to now being on the other side of the road, and that's when you realise you actually had a feeling. So yeah. you were kind of numb the whole way walking to the yeah. shops, right? Yeah, yeah, completely, yeah. Mm. Um, I just wasn't present. I was numb the whole way. Yeah, you just smashed it. Um, yeah, exactly. Mm. Not switched on at all. Just Yeah. So, and I, I guess it just uh, points out or makes it clear to others who are, you know, and it doesn't have to be an eating disorder. It can be anything that you're doing that you know is probably not serving you mm. or looking after yourself. Yeah, like going for a smoke or, you know, drinking alcohol excessively. It was or, binge drinking, right? Yeah, binge drinking. Yep, yep. All those things. And it's, 
it's not about stopping it completely. It's about catching yourself as early as possible. And each time you would like to think like you did, Britt, is you would catch yourself earlier and earlier and earlier to the point where it just, you would catch yourself yeah, on that like thought. point where I'd be <laughs> sitting at my desk going, oh, there's a feeling. Mm. Oh, okay, well, what am I doing right now that I'm not wanting to do? Mm. I'm resisting. Yes. Um, and, and you weren't even on the road then. You're still at your desk. Yeah, I was still <laughs> at my desk, you know. Great. Woohoo. It's amazing. So productivity increased, definitely. <laughs> I, I wasn't spending time eating or going <laughs> milling around the shops to go find yummy food. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure your bosses would have loved that. <laughs> I don't know how I was effective beforehand, but I think I just spent a lot more time at work, possibly. Mm. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Probably doing a bit oh, of I mindless eating too. It was just like work, gym, work, gym, eating, eating. <laughs> yeah, can be okay. quite consuming, can't yeah. it? Mm-hmm. So I guess you're still managing those feelings that when they arise, making sure that you, you know, breathe. Mm-hmm. Maybe share if they get a bit too much for you at the time. Yeah. And you're just and you're just still managing. It's just an ongoing process from what I can hear. Well, yeah, like um I the word managing sounds like there's something to like fix or do or yeah. like be in control of. Yes, and, okay. Yep. Um what I'm gonna reframe it a bit. This whole no, process please. For please me do. <laughs> has been about letting go of control. So yes, that makes sense. From January 2020, the last purge, I um, stopped tracking my food on my fitness pal, mm-hmm. stopped using the scales, stopped counting my steps, stopped wearing the heart monitor, um, stopped a lot of things mm. that were controlling how I looked, what I ate, how, how I felt, all of that stuff. I let go of it. I stopped exercising weights every day and went to some high intensity. I went to, for periods of um, yoga for a couple of months. Um, my food, I ate mashed potatoes for like three weeks for lunch because they were so tasty. Like, <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> yeah. So you just, you kind of refreshed your relationship with, being healthy but it kind of is like you took it all back to kind of nothing Mm. to rebuild it all again into what you wanted it to look like and to what felt I don't know if I want to use say like felt good to you but what works Mm, mm, definitely um and it it just one after the other after the other like it was scary to not use the scales at Mm. the start it was scary to not they're not very nice sometimes (laughs) yeah yeah um but yeah, I just had to trust that, okay, this is the way I've got to go. Mm. Um, so I let go of a lot of stuff. I'm still letting go of stuff. And um, now when emotions come up, uh, like <laughs> to give you an indication of my awareness of emotions, um, I actually went back to seeing a psychologist um, oh, last year, the start of last year maybe, or the year before. Um, whilst also seeing a psychotherapist that does somatic experiencing. Mm. So um, I just want everyone to get like just how head on I tackled this. I was doing, still doing Mm. landmark programs, learning how to self-reflect, seeing a psychotherapist once a fortnight, seeing a psychologist on the off fortnight. Oh my God. Um, a lot you really went in and put your all in didn't you yeah yeah. I was like I'm gonna get this thing 
because uh, I want to be free. And um, it was probably about six months ago where I went, oh, crap, I don't even know, like, I didn't even know, like, anger, sadness, happy, all that, like, their emotions. I didn't know mm. what they were. Yeah. So when they came up in my body, because I couldn't name them, there's nothing I could, I didn't know how to deal with them. Right. Um, so now when they come up, I'm just like, hmm, okay, I'm doing that. <laughs> oh, I'm so sad to be there. You don't have to do anything with the sad. No. You know? Um, and then the same with the anger. Um, and I cry a lot more now. I just let out cries when it all gets a bit much and it doesn't mean anything. Mm. Just releasing it, yeah. I guess, from your body. Yeah. Yeah, I feel really good after a cry. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's been... It's, yeah, it's really interesting you talk about do we... Like, I don't know, do any of us really understand what emotions are without doing proper... Like, I know I get feelings in my body sometimes and I'm like, what the hell yeah, <laughs> is, is going that? on? <laughs> like, mm. I thought everything was good or, you know... Kind of, and there's a bit of like right and wrong feelings, I think, as well, you know, mm. or should... Well, there was a lot of anger is bad mm. and sadness is bad. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, those lower emotions are not okay, really. Yeah, shouldn't be yeah, feeling they, them. Yeah. Avoid them, right? A hundred percent. So... Which is probably, you know, and I'm, I'm no doc, but that's probably also why some of the eating disorder came in right because you just weren't dealing with stuff so you're eating it yeah yeah exactly you know a bit exactly what it is i think we you know i think we all do it with different things some people drink Mm. you know have a bad day i'm gonna just drink yeah yeah um or other things um you know we're all we all have our way of coping sometimes that maybe isn't the most self-serving exactly we sure do um so, yeah, I feel like I've covered uh, mm. broadly. Yes, I think there's more you could go into, but I think yeah. it's this has been really good for people to mm. understand it. Have you got, um, I don't know if advice, maybe coaching or a suggestion, like a call to action for people out there right now that may be struggling with an eating disorder? What what would you say to these people? Or what, what do you mm. want to, what do you want to leave them with today? Yep. Um, so I'll speak to the people who binge first. You are the person that puts the food in your mouth. Mm. Nobody else does. And that's whether you like it or not. It's a choice you make. Yep. Um, and what you have to confront is that You've not been very nice to yourself. You've been Mm. mean to yourself. And you can choose to be mean or in any moment you can choose to love yourself and give all of that up. And the same applies to behaviours that restrict your eating. Um, And any... uh, And again, I'm no professional, but like wherever you have a say in the matter, you've got a choice to do or not do or stop doing or start doing something. Um, and it's all possible. you just got to believe in yourself. you just got to have a, uh, a want that's bigger than the life that you currently have right now and people around you to support you. Mm. Beautiful. 
I think that's the best place to leave us today. Mm. Thank you so much, Britt, for sharing your journey with us. Um, it has been very enlightening and I think it's hit home for a lot of us out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. And again, if you are confronted by this episode or the last few, you can reach out to me on Instagram at Brit.Felanis, F-U-R-L-A-N-I-S. We'll put it in the in the show mm-hmm. notes. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, go to the Butterfly Foundation. They have a really cool section where you can share your story. Oh, amazing. I shared my story there um, and a lot of other people have. So whether you've got a different kind of um, disordered eating, you can probably find yourself in there, which is pretty cool. Very cool. Very cool. All right. All right. Thank you, Taylor. <laughs> thank you, Britt. We will speak to you all soon. Bye. <laughs> Bye.